some of them they've been there some of them has been there uh, Joma, Gilan, uh, Janisha and Gabby they're all uh, they're all disciples and the three of them are still staying with us my second son Gilan is in Sydney right now because he found a job there so yeah and um, that's where they are at uh, Jomer is working and the two are still in university Janisha and Gabby are still ages 25 24 21 and 18. oh yeah full household great kids mm -hmm. um so we wanted to start by asking you what were some of the habits you established as a family when your kids were young that helped your relationship be close today? Yeah. You, you just read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were answering those. No, okay, didn't. anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, when, we, when they were younger, we loved to have a regular parenting devotion. Uh, we do that every week. Um, we set it on a Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, we still remember that when they were still little, like Gurley and I take turns in some activities that we, and then the lessons that we talk about. But when Jomer and Gillan became teens, I let them lead a family Devo as well. And I think that, um, yeah, that helped them start to, you know, to speak um, like more comfortable and talking about, um, yeah, the lessons in the Bible. And through them speaking, we kind of really like know what's in their hearts, if they're okay or not okay. Um, spending time with them. Um, yeah, just making the most of um, the time whenever we get a chance. Both of us were, were working when they were still small. But um, Gurley and I, like, I work at night. Gurley works during the day. So can you imagine that we really take turns in looking after them? But it's still doable. It's still manageable to be able to give them. But we make sure that on the weekend, both of us have the same day off. And that's where we all go together as a family. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? You want to add something? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's mm -hmm. awesome. What were the things in your family that you would discipline your kids the hardest for? And what did you do to discipline them to get to their heart? Mm -hmm. I've yeah. got really tough questions for them. Okay. Gary will answer that. <laughs> um, I think the, first and foremost for me, I wanted to teach them at the time respect. Like, for me, that's really important, you know, like respect, making sure that the kids respect us. They respect their, uh, their siblings, the older ones. Uh, we Like in our culture, we make sure that, you know, the younger siblings will call their older siblings something like kuya or like it's a, it's a form of endearment. Meaning when you say kuya or ate, that means you're older. older. And then we also taught them like, um, like, for our friends in church, um, they make we make sure that they call them auntie or uncle, and then anything uh, anyone older than them, they make sure uh, we we have to make sure that they call them respectfully, you know, in in that manner. 
yeah, I think yeah. first and foremost for me is respect. Okay, I want to add on that. Yeah, I mean, when they were younger, we're really hard <clears throat> on obedience, obedience and honesty. Um, with obedience, we make sure that if they don't, uh, you know, obey, obey it at the first time, there's repetitions until they get it. And even with honesty, uh, we don't want them getting away with things that um, they were told to do and they did not do it. I remember one time, girlies, um, because our eldest son likes jumping out of the bed, like they are in bunk bed. So the, our eldest is on the top and he always jumps in the middle of the night and all, you know, the two of us will always be waking up by the noise thinking that someone fell down. And he keeps on doing that even if we tell them not to do it. So one night, we just couldn't take it anymore. Just girly went there and he let him go up in the bed Five times until he gets it. Five, six, seven times until he gets it, you know. And um, yeah, I think it's one thing that um, he, would, he would always remember about, you know, obeying and in the things that, you know, we, we tell them. And then honesty as well. Yeah. Um, when it comes to honesty, um, we would know if they would not be telling the truth by the look in their eyes. So I would know that already. Sometimes by just looking at them in the things that they do, they know that they're not doing something, something right, something good. So they would immediately stop whatever they're doing or trying to, you know, cover it up. But yeah, so things like that. We, yeah, we disciplined them hardest on that when they were little ones. Yeah, obedience and honesty and respect. And like then they to get to their heart. It's just like heart-to-heart -heart talk, like always talking to them and then finding out why they did the things that they've done and yeah, understanding why they've done it and then um, getting to their hearts by like telling them like um, these are the things that they're supposed to be doing and then we can actually share uh, when they've done things that's like not really like right, like um, they have to know the consequences of those things, like, you know, talking to them, like talking, lots of talks, yeah. and then listening as well, listening to them. Yeah. Again, remember, if you don't feel satisfied with their answer, raise your hand, say, I, I need more. Or just unmute yourself and ask. Yes, that mm, too. That's okay. <laughs> um, Number three, this is one that I think we all um, are dealing with. Um, how did you set limits with technology with your kids? Uh, I'd like to answer that. Um, yeah, because uh, um, technology nowadays and technology during those times that they were younger is quite still similar, you know? Although we have more technology nowadays, but they, when they were younger, they have PlayStation, they have PSP, and then those computer games, no? So we set limits on, like, we have restrictions. Um, I, like, for me, I allow, I don't want to deprive them on playing with those technology, but at the same time, uh, I don't want to, like, over, you know, like, um, 
uh, allow them to use more of it, you know. So we set restrictions. So for every one hour that they could play with PlayStations, that is uh, equivalent to one hour of ad either advanced study or doing the important things that they need to do. You know? So I have to make sure that they've done the things that they need to do before they can go on technology or using iPad or using PlayStation. So um, we, we, we also set a rule wherein um, like it's just like forming a good habits like in in our household and then until now you know th which they really appreciate because even if they're already 24 25 21 like I, we set the rule in a way now that uh, they're not allowed to watch television before they can only watch after 12 noon in like during week weekdays you know and what is that, and, advanced study? Uh, advanced study? What is that? Uh, no, the advanced study when I was referring to I I um, because like all my kids they're pretty much very good with uh, math that's why Jomer is good with like he finished engineering the other one engineering so they're pretty good right because when they were little so for them to play they have to do advanced study on math I excel I excel you know so but so just that allow them to like play you know for so for every one hour of studying there's one hour equivalent of technology so you can set your restrictions at home as long as you know for us you have to finish their things that are important like you know homework housework and even housework those are the things that made us also become closer you know doing things together at home they learn origami ah yeah so so and then and, and i was i was asking my my son you know like you know you remember the time that you know i restricted you with we restricted you with like and technology and then my son is actually very grateful because he said you know mommy if not for those restrictions that you set before i would i could i wouldn't learn how to play piano learn you know because yeah they play guitar play rubik's origami cube. rubik's cube those are the things you know because because they can't play technology that's why they have to find ways on how they can they can entertain themselves like look like those things so they've learned actually they've learned those things you know without technology so it's just a learning so it's just a balance you mm. know yeah not much of of technology but not depriving them at the same time yeah they need to earn an mm. hour of playing games of equivalent to an hour of doing other things so that's basically yeah yeah that's really that's really good that's really helpful mm. you mentioned your kids being serving um the malasses kids are very serving although i know jing and girly probably think they're not <laughs> but they're... i know we had so many times about that <laughs> yes a lot of times girly would say my kids aren't doing this and this and this but their kids do so much stuff like around the house they're super serving um so I wanted them to answer, because um, their kids are known for being that, and how do you sculpt that in the character of your kids' hearts? Because, yeah, your kids are super serving and um, kind of know the jobs they need to do when they do it. And, um, yeah, I, I know I'd love to know. How do you sculpt that in their hearts? <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, uh, with our kids, um, we... You know, we make them or we make them involved in other disciples' lives as well. Like um, for most of the people that we know at church, we've got the oldest set of kids. 
So what we normally do with younger couples with who has babies, we tell them go for a date, take that, take a night off, and leave your kids with us. Okay. So and we then we let our kids look after. And them. then when they are when they bring their kids, we let our kids play with their kids. And then we do some other. Okay. Things. So our kids look after. Our kids look uh, looks after they their kids, close, eh? but of course we are there to supervise yeah. them and you know look after them. But then it developed this kind of them loving kids as well. So they love being with kids. They play with them, you know. And uh, I think that's one thing that worked for us. We were able to know more, more no more couples because of that. And they say, oh wow, Jing and Girly looks like, you know, we can leave the, our kids with them. And, kids look and also like when there are some things like, for example, like my boys, when someone is moving house, I take, you know, two or three of my boys with me and I help them live, you know, work, help move. you know, help move, house. okay. Um, that's one thing that I let them, you know, instead of me calling other brothers, I also get my mm. kids involved. Although I call other brothers too. Okay, let's go there. After that, I'll tell them, okay, after the move, you know, we go to Mathis. I take out the weeds <laughs> from, like, weeds off, like, you know, from other disciples' houses. Mm. When they cannot, like, you know, pull out the weeds. So we take the kids there and then pull out the garden and and also tutoring if someone is tutoring they yeah. yeah we volunteer for them yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean uh they kind of all right uh they can't yeah. say no that the kids the, the, <laughs> the kids are already there but then as they you know as they go along the experience they kind of enjoy it so it is something that i think it just developed with them uh just being with kids around uh, being serving and I let and, and I also tell them whatever you do at home if you go to sleep over you know always Morning offer you know to do some chores wash the dishes um, don't just be like a guest you know be there and involve yourself okay so, so that that is one thing that we always tell them and yeah and I, I think also one important thing is like you know like in in as disciples you know we are called to serve right so when when our kids are little they have to see in us that whenever we serve when even like just by coming to church you know they have to see that every time we go to church like you know before you go to church you have to dress up you know do this do, do, do these little things you know Sorry. they have to see that you know there's a joy in everything that we do because just imagine, you know, you're going to church and then the kids will see you. Oh, it's like, it's like they can see like a heavy heart going there or serving this and going to this house. Like, for example, midweek or Bible talk. If they see that you're not joyful doing those things, how can you expect them to be joyful as well? No, So they have to really see from us that whenever we serve, we are actually happy doing that, you know, so that... They don't feel that, you know, whatever we do for church or for disciples, it's not a burden, you know, but instead it's actually a joy. And then they can copy that. They, they actually imitate our hearts, you know. And then, and then when the time, that, the time come that they will serve, they would have that joyful heart, you know, and then happy to serve as always, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um. 
when you were discipled as parents on your children's behavior, if that ever happened, um, what helped you respond humbly and put into practice uh, the new advice? Because I know as parents, sometimes we're very precious about our kids. And when someone brings something up, we can get easily defensive. So how do you give us some, uh, some help on acting humbly in those circumstances? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd I, I love to hear other disciples like discipling discipling us, you know, because of our kids. Um, but the only thing that I remember that we got discipled is when you discipled us, Michelle and Sammy Michelle. They were no longer small killed children. They were already... <laughs> remember when we had so much expectations on our kids and like and we're not very... Like, you know, when we're not very open, it's like I think I remember what, uh, I think I remember that the issue was we, we expect them to do something, but we're not quite specific what it is. Okay. And so then it's it ending. It's, it's ending that. Um, frustrated. Or yeah. Something what like is that. the behavior of the kids? It's, yeah. For us, it's. But. Uh, one classic example would be the mowing of the lawns, you know, uh, something like that, that, um, like girly ones, it mowed every week, but it wasn't clear to our boys that their mom wants it mowed like every week. But I would see always that um, listening to advice of parents, um, we have to have a mindset that um, whenever someone gives us advice, it is something that we can listen to to become a better parent. Uh, it is not something that it will criticize us as parents, but something that we can learn uh, um, to other parents as well, and that can improve us to become better parents, and it can improve our relationship to our children, and at the same time, our children will become better children if someone else gives us some advice. Um, yeah, this is one of the hardest uh, questions actually we've got, we, we, we were uh, talking about, because when they were small, that's kind of, yeah, I, I, we couldn't really remember something. There was one. Like, yeah, uh, but then, yeah. when they, joke, Gabby was not being the NIV version of the Bible. Remember that? Not likely, but yeah. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I mean, sometimes we do expect a lot. Uh, for us, it's, it's, it's not good. And um, until someone told us that, yeah, you know what, your children feels this, and uh, you know maybe we can talk to them of what we really want them to do or what we are really expecting them. So I think that's something that we've learned uh, as as parents, you know, with our children. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Um, what was the hardest time you've experienced as parents and what helped you get through those times? Um, yeah. Hardest time? Um, for me, it's um, not when they were little, little, but I think when my, my daughter or one of my siblings, um, um, kids, is going through something and then I feel that 
I am not sufficient to help her because I think my sinful nature is I like when my my children would express something I always have this ready-made like scripture or ready-made things that they need to be doing you know instead of me listening listening first and then later on in life I I later on I realized that you know I I need to be um I need to listen more rather than like or have this ready like answer for for them you know especially for my daughter because mm. she's she's I mean son daughter they're different and then I think she needs to be heard more mm. yeah yeah mm. yeah that kind of goes along with the next question about mm. what's the differences in connecting emotionally with a boy versus connecting with a girl yeah. for both of you because Obviously, yeah. it's important for a dad to connect with both and a mom to connect with both. Yeah, okay. And you have both, so that's helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, our... yeah. I think what Gurdy said was um, it's hard for us to connect more with my daughter, with the girl, because I think girls need to be heard more. And then they're more, more yeah, emotional. Uh, before we can really um, know what's in their hearts. Now with the boys, if I may add, uh, on the previous question, one of the hardest part there is there was a certain stage in their lives when they were teens that uh, they think that they don't want to become a disciple anymore, or they don't want to continue to be disciples. And uh, they, they, they're quite honest about what they said that they don't want to go to church anymore. And they feel that when they are there, they're not comfortable because they don't have any um, friends or friendships. Um, but then that was the time that as parents, we have to show our authority over them. Um, we cannot let them do what they want to do because they are still kids. If we listen to them and they told us that we don't want to go to church, don't let them. I have to fight for it. And that's where it counts most that when they were growing up of teaching them obedience and honesty, that's where it all, you know, builds up in those times when they reached puberty or teen, uh, that, that period, you know, between 15, 16 years old, that's what, where, what, 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 what we experienced the hardest time when they were like that. So as parents, we have to show our authority over them. If we let them decide on their own, then it's not the best step to do. If I, I told them if I, this, might be, this, might, this might sound so hard, but I told my son, I won't allow that to happen. And even if you don't want to come to church, even if I had to force you to come in the car and go with us, I will do that. No, because you said, because I don't want you to be staying here while my mom, you, and your other siblings will be all going to church. I don't want that to happen. Sounds really too hard. It sounds hard, but it worked. But you see, said to my son, uh, you're just a boy. You're just a boy. You can't decide. You can't decide for yourself. I will help you decide. So... Mm. So I think at that time they were really confused and, and that helped them, you know, make mm -hmm. that really deep conviction, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they really need help to be lifted up. Yeah. 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 Right. 
almost like help to know, okay, that's the boundary. Like can't cross it. Yeah. yeah. I experienced the same thing. Don't worry. It doesn't sound too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I was given the same lecture. Um, that's very helpful. Um, you, uh, Jing and Gurley, often have many roles in church and in the workplace. I mean, you've volunteered many. I mean, you've done Kids Kingdom, preteens, who knows what else. Um, but you also have had many jobs. Um, how do you keep a good balance between working and spending time with your family or, you know, volunteering with church and family time? Um, it, it's, it's true that there's a lot of things that needs, need to be done, you know. So I think for us, for, for, for us to really, like, get all these things done, I, I think it's important to be organized. And one thing that could help us be organized is putting everything in the calendar because they said if it's not in the calendar or if it's not in your your diary, then it's never going to happen, you know. So if, like, even, like, uh, spending dinner with other couples because we need, we want to encourage couples and even, like, like, tea time or Bible talk. So we... I do the like a printout calendar for the Bible talk, like one year, one and a half. It's a one year it's calendar. All, it's it's already all there, yeah. you know. And then for the Bible talk, I I print all. Of, I give them printouts so that they don't forget. Like in in Melbourne, like you know, we have East and West. So to keep track of those schedules, it's crazy because sometimes you go to Deacon, sometimes you go to Maribu, you know, we have different places and then we have different like times, you know, like alternating. So to, to remember all those things, it's just really hard. Mm. So to make sure that we don't miss anything, we put, I put, we put it in a calendar, like Bible talk, like for the whole year, we already scheduled them like, and then, and then if there's five, fifth Sunday of the month, we do Melton service in our area because we wanted to start a service there. And then um, work, because sometimes, as you said, we have work after work. So we have, even like dating, we all have to, our, our, our time together, we have to put it yeah. in the calendar. And um, yeah, we have a messenger, messenger group with the kids as well. Kids as you well. know, all of us are there in one messenger group. Okay, this is the plan for the weekend. Who is available? Who is not? And um, yeah. And then in our messenger group, that's when we communicate. That's that's when I will tell who's cleaning the toilet this weekend. <laughs> yeah, whose turn it is. Like to make sure that things get done, we have to put it there. Because otherwise, the it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, because they said, you know, you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know. But if you say, oh, I'm going to spend time with this couple someday, but there's no someday in the calendar, only Monday to Sunday, right? Mm. So you have to put it in one of those days. Yeah. So simple. So wise, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That's good. That's um, good. Uh, now that your children are all disciples, how has your relation, relationship with them changed and what are the challenges now? Uh, we're quite more open with seeking advices. Um, and I think we can talk more openly about um, 
even how I feel about certain situations, um, especially for my older children. Like, I would always, I would ask them, what will you do if, you know, if these things happen? And, this, and same, vice versa. They would call, they would go to me, Dad, what will you do if these things are happening? And I remember, I, I talked to all of them, um, especially the boys, when they just got baptized, I told them, you're now a brother in Christ. Now, um, if you uh, think that you need help in your walk with God, also consider me not only as your dad, but also as a brother in Christ. So you can be open with what you're going on or with what you're going through with your walk with God. And I think that helped because I can also speak to their disciple when, when, when something is not, it's not, it's not right, and the disciple knows about it as well when, when they talk to me. Um, with, my, with my daughter, uh, you want to, girlie, we'll share about my daughter, with Janisha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I think it's, it's, you know, it's actually a blessing, and, and I'm really grateful that now that my daughter is a disciple. Um, he, you know, he, he doesn't, she doesn't hold back when she sees me. Like she even tell me like, you know, when she sees me like feeling down or I was like really feeling discouraged, you know, she would tell me, have you talked to your disciple? No? She would always remind me to talk to your disciple. Like that relationship, like, like, I don't know, like, you know, I can, like when when they were not, you know, I have as a mom, I would say, oh, I'm always like, you know, you're you're my daughter, you can't talk to me like that, you know. But as a disciple, you know, as disciples, like you you can really your your mind really open, my mind really open because, you know, I I can I can get advice from her, she can tell me this, you know, and I had have to be humble, you know, whenever she does, you know, whenever yeah. she does say things like that. Yeah. I think some of the challenges can be they will, I think they will call us higher um, as, 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 as disciples. Ah, you yes. know? I mean, being parents of these um, four children, um, I myself is always amazed how, you know, how they, how they do um, at, 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 at everything, you know, at church, at their work. Um, and for me, seeing them, you know, who have grown like that, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's really inspiring and it's really amazing how the church, the whole community of the church was able to help us, you know, raise four awesome children. And we would not be able to do that, you know, just, just, just by ourselves. It's, yeah, you know, it's the whole church. Yeah, that's really yeah. I think one thing I've always appreciated about you guys and and I think it came out in what you're sharing there is is you guys navigated that period where your kids you know when they were kids you treated them like kids and they were in your household and there was you know the 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 parent child dynamic but as your kids got older you guys did a phenomenal job of switching to peers you know what I mean? Like some parents, when their kids are, are, are 18, 19, 20, are still treating them like they're 10, 11, 12. 
how'd you guys do that? (laughs) (laughs) At what age did you begin to shift, you know, and like, you know, begin to treat them more like peers, share more of your life, get input from them. What, what, what were some of the, yeah. What was maybe the age or, or maturity level that you guys were looking for that helped you do that? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it started when they were younger. Like, I mean, to be able to be quite interested with what I am interested at. Like, I love Star Wars. I love uh, things like that. So I buy them Star Wars games at, in PlayStation 4. I like these things. And we play together. Okay? So they grow up playing with me as well. Um, when they were growing up already, uh, some of the things that... Um, interest them would be some of the things that was, I was also interested. So we kind of speak the same, uh, the same language. And, um, and uh, because we started being open with them at a very young age, um, I think it's the transition of, um, of them being, becoming an adult wasn't really hard for I think for both of us, like girly loves singing, dancing, and when kids are growing up, they would also love to do that. And it's somehow uh, things that we enjoy, like all of us enjoy doing together. And um, yeah, I think the open communication is very helpful um, for us as um, as parents and children. And I think, yeah, I don't know if I have answered your question, Sam, but how we become like, um, like a spears with them. Um, I think that's very helpful. Yeah. What you're saying about engaging with them on their level and, you know, that it wasn't just like a switch that you flipped at 17 with them. It was more something you had developed all along the way by. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Ask them for like, haircut style or you know <laughs> things like that fashion so, and they give advice if, and even if it's part of the relationship the mm. band should start when they were little yeah know? so it started the when they were smaller yeah so as they grow up their trust and connection will still be there you know so mm. when whenever like whatever age they will reach the band is there and the connection the openness is there you know? yeah we, st- we only stopped doing parenting uh, family devotionals when they were already in university, yeah. like, because the, the, the schedules are all different. But there was a time one of, my, one of them told us that, Mom, Dad, I miss our family devotional. Mm-hmm. And they were like 20 years old, and they would still say that. I miss that. You know? So <laughs> things like that, you know, it makes, it makes the, the, the heart warm. You know? I mean, oh, okay, so you're missing it. It's okay, we'll do it sometime. <laughs> and we did okay we did it when we were we went out for a long a long weekend we kind of do something together as a family again yeah so yeah yeah mm-hmm. well the last question i have and then we'll open it up um is what do you think is the most important thing to teach your kids in order for them to understand and desire a relationship with god hmm. uh, for me, uh, loving unconditionally, that's one. 
I remember one of them really, you know, um, not failed, but one of them went to a very challenging situation in their lives and um, not being able to really face us and other disciples about what happened. But, you know, I also admire the courage that he was able to do it. And uh, when he was able to tell everything to us, we were shocked. But, you know, but as, as parents, um, we just have to love them for, the way, for who they are. We cannot really be the one who's judging them and pointing fingers while, you know, why do you have to do this? What went wrong? What did we do wrong? But loving them unconditionally, I think, uh, for whatever things they've done, it's one. Um, and also them seeing the joy that we have as disciples. Um, sometimes girl and I are just crazy tired of the whole day, but um, um, we just want them to see that becoming a disciple is not a burden. It's not something that we will be complaining about. Um, I remember during um, teens night on a Friday coming from work and driving them to the east because we live in the west. One of, one of them will tell me, Dad, it's okay for us not to come there because we will just be having a movie night. You know, take, take some time off. And I would say, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm not tired. I'll drive you. And while they're having a movie night, I was sleeping in the car. <laughs> so I was also getting a bit of rest there. But, you know, supporting our children, you know, to become, um, to become a disciple. Uh, if they will see that, they will really, you know, remember everything you've done for them. And they will really, they really be encouraged about, about those things that they've um, seen us doing for them. Yeah, so that helps them build, you know, and desire a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, the happiness, the joy that they can see in all the disciples. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like we all know that, you know, when we become a disciple, it's truly life-changing, you know. And when our kids become a disciple, it's actually changed their life, you know. So we, we have to aim for our kids to become disciples too because it changed our life. So it will change their life too you know? mm. so, yeah yeah i love that you brought up the distance i mean you guys live far away i mean how long does it take you to get to the east like to drop them off at a teen devo more What's than an that? hour yeah more than an hour right i think it's an hour and a half yeah yeah one way one way one way, one way. yeah and yet you guys like were just so committed to doing that and i remember when some people would think about moving to melton you would have a conversation with them saying it's fine if you move but you've got to take your kids to Devo yeah. every Friday yeah. and you've got to take them to midweek and you've got to take them to church like you had such a strong conviction on that yeah mm -hmm. I think that's what I mean I think that obviously came through with your kids they saw this is this is our life this is what we do this is number one so why they've all become strong disciples which is awesome and yeah I mean when they learn that they don't complain they are the they are the you know like they are, I, I never heard a complaint from them, even if it's like something, I think they're already having a hard time or they're waiting for a long time. It's just those things, you know, that they don't complain because they were used to waiting, they were used to and, driving long. Yeah, and, and when we stopped 
driving them to midweek uh, to teens, teens because I think they they can take the public transport and then they volunteer. Oh, we'll take the public transport, ma'am. You know how long will it take them to take public transport? Three hours, sometimes two and a half, three hours. So he will yeah. leave at four right after school, still wearing a uniform and go to the teens at 7.30 and then come home at 11 at night. Yeah. So... Yeah, and we just have to pick them up on the train station. Train station. But yeah, they never complain about it. And then even if you say to them, oh, don't go because, you know, it's just low, they would still, because they have their own conviction, they would still go even like, you know. Oh, during this walk. lockdown, we have some issues about that. They still want to go out and meet, but yeah. I said, no, 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 no. Before this all okay, yeah. happened. Yeah. The first time they heard you say, no, you can't meet with disciples. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. I mean, I really, I really appreciate you guys staying up really late. I know yeah. it's like 11 o'clock there. <laughs> Uh, though I'm pretty sure Jing went years without sleeping when mm. they lived in New Zealand. I think he just worked like three jobs around the clock and didn't sleep. So I don't know. I don't know what his secret is, but uh, it's definitely definitely good. Um, does anyone else? Anyone else want them to follow up? Other questions? You can unmute yourself and ask before they fall asleep. I have one question. Go for it, Dave. Say. Um, my wife and I have, um, my son from a previous relationship of mine and he's having to, um, he spends now more time with his mother during the week because, um, we both, or both parties felt like his mental health was not coping well with the um, one week at my house and the one week at her house and like it was a bit too much logistics for him like for a 10 year old boy mm. and so because his mum is not a disciple um so there's not a lot of well she's more atheist actually but she strongly believes against the idea of a god whereas we probably um have a bit more like morale in the house like we've got um but like he's also a very introvert boy like it's very hard to um find out what's on his heart because he he hides a lot of it and so my question really is how like how do you build enough trust or what what kind of methods or new methods we could use to kind of um, draw the things that are playing on his heart that he feels more comfortable with um, sharing it with us. Yeah, I mean, um, so in situations like that, I would say um, if your son, yeah, if your son will be with you on certain times, I would just be enjoying that time being with him. And um, um, I'm just, I just don't know if, if your son will be with you at the time that your son, that you will be going to church. Is that something like on a weekend, will your son be with you or? Yeah, we yeah. try to make it for a church. Um, gathering 
Yeah. yeah. I think um yeah. I I think what what um the the idea here is um um if you would be able to really as uh, seek help from other parents about uh their children as well to be um come closer build relationship with your son of the same age and i would say that these parents can you and these parents can organize a playtime or even a sleepover with your son um spending more time with a child of a disciple um i think that's a good start and um mm -hmm. if your son can develop a relationship with uh, the same age as he is, develop friendship with someone in the church, then uh, that is a good start that he will be looking forward to coming to church, to, to church on a Sunday. Um, something that can help him, um, you know, uh, build relationships with other disciples and with you as well, uh, as his heart softens. I think it's something that with the with the mom, I would always like um, um, because the mom is not a disciple. I would just um, I don't know. I would just like maybe I would not talk to my son about how her mom is how his mom is not coming to church. But really, it is something that um, um. There will be things that sometimes it just happens naturally that I don't know the son would not ask why mom is not going to church, but if he would be somehow developing some sort of um, relationship with other people in the church or with with other children in the church and with you, I think that is a good start um, to build on you know on mm -hmm. on you know the the, the character of your of your son, yeah. I hope it helps. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mia? Yeah. Oh, hi, guys. I'm just sensitive to the fact that it's late. So I just want to comment more than anything. The fact that, um, thank you, firstly, but I think you guys are aging backwards. And um, I think just listening to that, I think um, I just it's so encouraging because I think seeing your family and I think the whole complaining thing for me is something I really take away. Just that, you know, I, I don't think I ever heard you guys complain. Oh. And sometimes I almost felt like I should complain for you <laughs> when you clean up late. And I just feel like these guys have worked all day. And I'd be like, what about that person? They, they need to help out. So anyway, I just want to say thank you. And you guys are real. Um, you know, just set such a great example. And I think the fact that you're aging backwards says something. Yeah, I've got a question for yeah. Kelly. Um, we've only got one boy um, and Scott and him do lots of connecting time, playing games and doing sporty things and stuff like that. I'm totally not into riding a scooter at 27 miles an hour, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I just wanted to maybe try and find ways that I can connect with him more um, because we're quite opposite in our likes and dislikes. And yeah, I just, um, I think the only time that we connect is 
sort of when he's helping me in the kitchen cook, like prepare dinner or that we're spending time that way or um, yeah um helping him with his homework or things like that so just just other ways it's more more fun i guess for me to connect with him because i kind of feel left out <laughs> i'm the only girl <laughs> yeah that's for you sorry um because i was distracted by my phone what was the question again um because i've got a son i just i and scott does a lot of things with him um that they connect really well but i find it hard to connect with my son with different things so, so she's saying that she has a hard time connecting with her son. Yeah. Oh, the son? Yeah, her and her son. Like, how old is the son? He's how do you connect with your sons? What do you do that's fun? Yeah, how old is the, his, her son? How old is 13. 13, okay. So, um, with my son, I tried to find out what he's like. Like, cause my, like if you find out, like, for example, my son, he likes eating. Like he likes really eating, like he likes makas, like McDonald's, the youngest one. So when he was 13, so he likes McDonald's. So on a Saturday, that, that like I call that mommy time. So mommy mm -hmm. time is actually not your time, but it's actually your time with your son. Mm -hmm. So like make a regular mommy time with your son. And, and even if like, for example, you don't go out, just like five minutes in a week or 10 minutes is it's important, you know, even though like, you know, you don't do anything, just ha I don't know if you're more of a physical hug or affectionate, or affectionate you know, but, uh, but my son is affectionate. So mm -hmm. he, he, he kind of appreciate that. Like, even like you don't do anything, but just like beside me and then, and then just wait for him to open up. Sometimes mm. just sitting there and then he'll just open up. I don't say anything. Just being with him and then yeah. having that time, you know, being. And then yeah. as you progress and if you do it regularly, over time, um, you'll get that connection and then you get more closer. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that will work, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we are close. Like, he is affectionate as well. So, like, usually when I put him to bed, he'll want to have stories about when he was young and all funny stories and stuff like that. And that's when he wants to talk. Obviously, he doesn't want to go to sleep. But like sometimes that's our time where we can have together um, and, and talk about things. And he'll also come to me and tell me stuff that's happened during the day, you know, when it's, I'll ask him. It's, he's quite um, uh, quiet, so you have to kind of keep asking questions more and more things out of him but eventually he'll talk about stuff but it's just just the time we have with him there so yeah i think having a dedicated time with him yeah um, not just when i'm putting him to bed or, or whatever having extra separate time would be good yeah, yeah good right. thanks yeah <laughs> um jing and girly i know it's really late so i'll try to get this really quick but i did want to um pick your brains about um, having adult children <laughs> um, who are disciples. 
Um, one of the questions or something that I find a bit tricky sometimes is if we see things um, in, in Byron that maybe, um, you know, that you might feel concerned about as, as a, a fellow disciple, um, sometimes I don't know whether to get involved and like talk to someone and, and get them to get, get into his heart or about something. I mean, um, most of the guys are, are pretty on it, but, um, or do you think it's better just to really leave it up to like, leave it up to the brothers, you know, leave it up to their relationships in the church to deal with that? I'd say, yeah, number two, just leave it with, uh, unless he would be the one to initiate and be, and be open about what he's going through. Yeah. Because mm. otherwise, if sometimes we're pushy and then finding out what's really going on, that's, that makes them more like hesitant to be more open. Yeah, like you're pushing them away. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think like the trust, like trusting that, um, you know, that, Trusting that, you know, he's, he got this relationship with other brothers that he can be more comfortable being open, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, think, I mean, I used to disciple one of the Menelasta kids. And, you know, I, th I, I always found Gene Gurley, if they, if they had some kind of concern, they were like asking me vague questions. <laughs> where right. they were like, Try, you know, because I think they did. They did a good job of trying to respect, you know, Jomer's mm. you know, second, third year of university. He's a grown man, mm. but he seems off. You know, it's kind of what the, I would get that vibe from them. Um, <laughs> I think they did. They did a good. They and I'm sure they still do, but a good job of that balance of respect. You know, mm. their son and his space, but at the same time raising concerns to make sure someone you know someone's involved or someone's asking probing questions yeah, yeah that's sure. good yeah. <laughs> sometimes they were too pushy and jummer would hide in the car in their driveway on the, on the phone nah. and um, jing and girly you shared something with us it must be a very long time ago now um, in Melbourne. And you, I remember you sharing at a preteens event and you shared that your kids, um, that when you asked them to do chores around the house, that they had to do it with a good heart. That, a joyful heart, yeah. Yeah, that they, would, they were disciplined if they didn't do it with a good heart or they had to do it again, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and that really stuck in my head. So like, yeah, sometimes I've got Kitty to restack the dishwasher i'm like okay re do it again that's right <laughs> with a good heart because i still remember that advice so. where's that smile you know i want to see a smile <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you yeah thanks guys well, awesome well we'll, we'll 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 end it with that a big thanks again jing Gurley, for for staying up late sharing your wisdom yes um we'll uh we've recorded it as well and so we'll maybe send this out to everyone in this group just so you can review it and uh you know they're they're on facebook and so feel free to message them as well uh and uh if you have more questions but i really do appreciate you guys sharing your wisdom mm. and, uh, i appreciate your guys example uh you know jing and Gurley, they really are when you think about servants they're they're phenomenal servants they you know they're both you know they're, they're deacons in the melbourne church they lead a bible talk uh, they, they've raised four awesome kids. They, they, they really do do it all. Uh, and I do appreciate your, your guys' example and, and, like we said, sharing your wisdom tonight with us. So.
Love you guys. Yeah, Thanks so much. Love you guys. Love you guys. And, uh, Thank you, know. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have you out to person. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so Thank much. You. Bye. 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 Hey guys. Goodbye. Have a great night. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be the same. <laughs> I'll be the same. Adios.